Hello, hello, and welcome to Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera Donette, known as the Fearless Living Coach and Career Reset Strategist. This podcast is for the woman needing inspiration, motivation, and empowerment as she steps into her purpose and power. Each week, through our special guests, our hope is that you will walk away ready to recommit to loving yourself a little bit more and step into your own truth. Our speakers, like the everyday woman, has experienced some type of hardship and have overcome adversity. Our speakers will speak directly to you and give you tips on how to step into your fabulousness as you create the life you were born to live, a life where you are free and happy. Are you ready? And we are live. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. Today, I have a special guest, Ojoya, and she is going to be telling you a little bit about herself. Um, And she is one phenomenal woman, and she is going to wow you. So let's pass it on and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and what you currently do. Hello, everyone. My name is Ajoya. I am owner of AJ Excursions, which is a travel agency. Yes, in this COVID pandemic, um, we still exist and we're still here. So I am the owner. I've been in business six years, going on seven, October 14th, 2014. Um, and since then, I've been crawling, running, laying down, leaping flying, all of the above in this crazy world of travel, especially in this last year. So that's who I am. Awesome. Awesome. So before you got into um, being a travel agent, what did you do before? And what made you make the transition? I've always been an educator. I've been in education since (laughs) I'm over 20 (laughs) years as an educator. So I started there as an educator and I never, ever, 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 let me say this again. I never thought about, dreamed about, wanted, had any idea about being a business owner. Mm. This was a happenstance because of travel experiences that I had when I was leaving the country and having people not cater to people who look like me. Mm. and not knowing information about people who look like me in other countries Mm. to make sure that my experience was a well-rounded experience, that I got to see people who look like me and not just seeing people who don't and learning about them that Mm. fostered the idea and forced me to say, I need to have an agency to provide and to give information to people who look like me that is not given. Mm, That is so good. So you saw definitely a need and that propelled you to take action. It did. It was, I, and I tell you a quick story. I I went to my first time leaving a country. I went big, right? I went big. I left for 14 days by myself over 14 (laughs) days or no 12 days or something like that. 12, 14 days. I, I lose track now out of the country. And I went to Paris and Italy. Oh, and I get to Paris and I did everything. I booked everything, did all my research. And I went to a travel agent 
And only thing they did for me was book my airfare and book my hotel and book my transfer yeah. to and from the airport. I did everything wow. else. And so I get there and by happenstance, I took a beautiful um, baking course and I met this other black girl that was by herself named Jennifer. And so she started telling me some other stuff about Paris that I didn't know. So I ended up doing Black Paris tour and yeah. I found out about this whole other world of, of Paris. I found out about a whole neighborhoods of people who look like us. Oh, wow. I found out about a whole neighborhood of, you know, of African people that you feel like you're in the continent, right? Because that's how many dialects that you are here, right? I found out about so much about so many Americans that expat that moved to Paris, wow. not just now, but back in the day because of mistreatment and everything. And I, you know, I went to Josephine Baker home. So I'm so excited. I learned all this information and I came back and I was talking to my travel agent and I was like, well, did you know this? Nothing. No. First of all, she had never been out of the country already one, but I, I didn't fought that, but she had no information on this. None. Absolutely none. And wow. so I, I booked again. I go back and I now experience more. And that's when I realized I started talking to other people who look like me, who use travel agents who didn't look like me and look like us. And they was like, I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that. I who? So wow, that's that so good. It, that's interesting. I had never heard that about Paris, that there's a section like that. It's, let me tell you, and when I tell people and I book my clients to go there and I get them over there, they, they send me a message. They're like, so mm -hmm. there, I mean, you can wow. go and see where James Baldwin used to write. You can go by mm. Josephine Baker's home. You can go and see there are so many expats that live there, that thrive there. You know what I'm saying? And then even to this day, you have a whole lot of Black Americans that has been living here since the 50s, 60s, 70s. Wow. They, you know, I'm talking about you and you meet them and you can find out about them. And no, a lot of, a lot of people don't know about this culture that they have and it's phenomenal. So mm. that was my first foray into um, wanting to wanting to make sure people like who look like me got to experience a cultural learning in other countries about people who look like us. Yeah, that's so good. That is so good. So my words for 2021 is all about transformative freedom. So when you think about or when you hear the words transformative freedom, what does that mean to you? Transformative freedom is you're transforming who you are, what where you are, what you are doing. Mm, yes. Right? How you are doing it. You're transforming it into another level of your freedom of what what's best for you or what looks best for you or what works best for you. So you're taking what you have yep. and you're, you're just molding it. You're making it better. And sometimes you're making it more or sometimes you're making it less. You're adding more or you're taking away, but you're taking that same, that energy, that 
business, that job, the, um, who you are, and you're just saying it needs to be transformed. Is is it's not that it's not is it wasn't working. It's not that it was bad. It's you're transforming it to see what else you can do with it. Yes. How else you can make it? How else you can make it work? How can you make it better? That's transformative freedom. You're just just checking in and saying, let me take what I have and moving it to another level. Oh, I love that. I love that. So what has been one of your biggest obstacles that you've overcome and what did the process look like for you? Biggest obstacles? Um, something I never, I, I've never said this, but it's something that I'm starting to realize. Mm. I'm sort of a small fish in a big pond. Mm. Right. There are groups that have way more clientele than I do. But I learned something this past year. And that's why I said, I'm, you know, you do the cycle of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back in September, a lady, I run a Facebook group that has over 10,000 ladies mm. that I organically grew over the last four years or so Okay, I have over 10,000 ladies and it's my group. Um, I don't, I just added on more admin to just help me engage more. But mm -hmm. at one point it was just me. Wow. And so someone had hit me up in September asking, could they advertise in my group for a travel conference that they were doing? And so I went and looked at who they had coming to the conference, you know, all of that. And a big thing just hit me. You want to use, you, you see my group as viable, right? To host and want to advertise. And then I go to your, who's speaking and it's a group. She's a millionaire. Oh, wow. I just ran into some of her clients with my group in Brazil. Mm. She had a group in Brazil at the same time I had a group in Brazil. Oh, wow. At the steps. And her group was looking at our t-shirts, saying how fly our t-shirts were. They were behind us to take their pictures on the steps. And we laughed and we said hi. And then later on that day, someone hits me up. They was like, yo... Remember that group of black people that we saw on the steps? That was this group Something. up mm. in right. And I go on there and I was like, oh my God, yeah, I love your pictures. It was so good seeing you all at the steps. Because that's who I am. I love, I love digging up everybody. Right. And months later they responded, I was like, oh, thank you. And that's not it. It's the fact that when you holding your conference, this person, this group has been around for some years. I'm, I'm super proud and happy as if I know the owner, right? And it's mm -hmm. a black woman. So I'm super proud of her. Like she's my friend and I know her <laughs> and she's been around for years. And I love that you had her speaking, but you didn't think to have me come and speak considering I've only been doing this going on three years 
as a group leader. Look how many places mm -hmm. I've taken a group to in the last three years. Right. This year, if COVID wouldn't have closed, I would have tore them down. We had already, we was in Brazil in February. We wasn't stopping mm -hmm. until December. We had groups mm -hmm. planned. Mm -hmm. um, so I say all that to say, I'm a small fish. I don't have, I, I'm not a millionaire with this lady. Not um, yet. Not yet. But I'm doing really well. Mm -hmm. I don't have, I, and I don't like big groups. My groups are like 15 and I'm the 15th or 16th. And they're coming from the islands all over the country. I now have a lady coming from London that's going to meet us. My groups come from all, my people come from all over. So mm. I'm a small fish in a big pond, but I'm swimming nicely. Yes. So that is, you know, my, that's, I, I say all that, that I'm realizing that and I'm okay with being a small fish, but don't underestimate me. That's awesome. That's don't awesome. Me. That's awesome. What would you say as far as it, as it relates to women, what are your thoughts on why we become stuck and sometimes experience unfulfillment in our lives? Um, fear. Mm. Fear. Fear is very debilitating. Yes, fear robs us of opportunity every day, all day. Um, I do a talk about stop waiting. We are constantly in the, how do I put it? We are constantly in the, I'm going to wait until my husband retires. I'm going to wait until my daughter graduates from high school. I'm going to wait until I get this promotion. I'm going to wait until I finish reading this book. I'm going to wait until I have X amount of dollars. And it's wrapped in fear because you keep putting these limitations on yourself about mm -hmm. waiting, about right. waiting for this person, waiting for this. And you look around and you still haven't done it. Right. Because you're so afraid that the unknown is scary, right? It, it's super right. scary of unknown. It is. You end up holding yourself back. You 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 hold yourself. You you keep yourself safe because this is safety. You know, I can wait until my husband you know retire before we take our cruise around the world, right? <laughs> but y'all could have been taking uh, five cruises a year. Which is like, but what? But but is that fear? Is that waiting that holds us back and holds us captive? What do you think we're afraid of? What's the fear? Is it fear of the unknown, fear of the expectations? Of the unknown, fear of what you learn, fear of, fear of what it reveals. Um, I tell everyone, especially people who get ready to travel for the first time alone, get ready. Yeah. You will, you will not return the same person that you left as you mm -hmm. left. 
when I, I've always traveled alone. I've been traveling alone. If, you know, if anyone goes on my website, they can see my talk that I've been traveling alone since I was four years old. Mm, wow. Okay. Like today, if my mother did what she did back then, my mother be up under a jail. Right. Because <laughs> I've been traveling alone, flying across country by the time I was 13 by myself. Right. Mm. So that wasn't it. When I left to go out of the country for the first time alone, I I was so boastful. I was like, I got this. This <laughs> right. I'm an introvert. Right. I'm an extrovert around people I'm comfortable with, or when I have to turn it on. Mm-hmm. When my my when I with my group, I'm an extrovert. Until I got until I go to my hotel room at night and decompress and turn inwards. So while I was gone, it was just me. I don't mm-hmm. speak French. I don't speak Italian. I had to rely on me. And what I what I mean by that is, I had to make myself talk. So if I saw you in a cafe, you came by yourself, I would make myself, hi, how are you? Are you eating alone? Would you like to join me? I'm sitting here. I had to step outside of me. I had to rely on me. There was no one there to protect me, right? So I had to have my wits about me at all times. I've been in New York City how many times by myself? So it's the same. Is just magnified, right? So you learn a lot about yourself. And I tell people that. And so when you stop waiting, when you stop that fear, change is going to happen. Because when you challenge that fear, I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of heights. But I've done more things being afraid of heights. And each time, look at what I saw. Look at what I was able to accomplish. So that is fearful because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. You can't control it. So you come down and you come back and you're a different person because you've grown. And that scares a lot of people. That that that's that's debilitating because you don't know what to expect. You can, you have no control over it. So what piece of advice would you give to our listeners, particularly women? who are ready to step into their truth and they're not sure how to start, what to do, what piece of advice would you have for them? Look in the mirror and mm. speak the truth. Because we are our own worst enemy. We are, yes. We are our own worst mm. enemy. So to step into your truth, you have to believe your truth. You have to acknowledge your truth. You have to look in the mirror and say, this is what it is. Because the tr- your truth is not Marianne saying you're beautiful. Because Marianne can tell me every day, all day, 365 days that I'm beautiful. Right. I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to believe you. Mm-hmm. Your truth is looking in the mirror. Now, Marianne, you're speaking truth to me because you're my friend and you're my counselor. And you're speaking direct truth. But until I acknowledge and accept it as truth, right, it doesn't matter. So when you mm-hmm. get in front of that mirror, and the mirror doesn't actually have to be a real mirror, 
But when mm. you get and you start speaking over you in in truthful manner, things change because now you have to use it. You have to mold it. You have to accept it. And walking in your truth, you lose. Also, you lose things. You lose friends. You lose jobs that you are comfortable in. You lose sometimes cities that you lived in. Yeah. <laughs> you understand, you know, and being, I'm, but I'm serious. You lose right. things also in your truth because you could be have working at this job for 10 years and your, your job really is somewhere else. That is your truth. So now you have to let go of everything that you're comfortable with. Your route to work every day that you got, you had down pat for 10 years that you can get to like this and you knew every shortcut. Now you go on, you know, the opposite side of town with all new people you don't know. That's scary. That's that, but that's stepping into your truth because that's where you, where you're supposed to be. Right. Cause when I think when we step into our truth and I think that's the key, it's our truth, not the truth that others have spoken into us that have become part of our identity because we've heard it so much and so often and it just penetrates that we begin to believe the lies and we do and but and it's because it's easier see if oh no all right so we lost her for a few seconds so hopefully she will be right back this has definitely been going really, really good. So while we wait for her to come back on, hopefully soon, um, I just want you guys all to just hopefully be getting something from this and just know that, you know, where you currently are is not your final destination. If you have that yearning inside of you for something bigger, for something better, just grab a notebook and start writing down your thoughts. Um, write out what you hope to get out of life, what your goals are, you know, whatever your current situation is, make a plan for, you know, the next, you know, 30, 60, 90 days. All right. We have her back. So we are going to add her back on and she is back with us. I am so sorry. I touched <laughs> the button and it went from hey girl to bye girl. <laughs> I, I don't even know what I touched, and all of a sudden it just went like blank. So I apologize. No, we were talking about that when we decide to step into our truth, we come to realize that what we thought was always true is is actually what other people have spoken into us. And you know what's so crazy is because it's easier to believe your truth for me. You are right. right? It's easier. You could tell me this is all you, you know, you have. This is all you're going to be, whatever, right? And then you look around and you start realizing, I don't even like this. Yeah. I'm not even happy. And that's right. really when you step into your truth. You also step into your own happiness. Yes, you do. Right? Yes. Because you start owning your own happiness and you start realizing you haven't been happy. You're not happy. You're not satisfied. You're not, you're, you, you, you are not being fed, right? Because your truth 
I start feeding you. Right. It'll feed you. And I, what I mean by feed you, as they say, spiritual feeding, I'm not right. talking about food that you can go eat, but I'm talking about it feeds your happiness. It'll feed your passion. It'll feed your desire for things, right? It'll feed your creativity. It'll free your, th- it, it, it will give you so many different things in your truth because you know who you, you stand in it, right? You stand firm and you stand tall and you start looking and saying, I don't want that, but I want this. Oh, yes. I don't, I don't want to date, you know, like when you stand in your truth, you really, you learn who you are as a, as a person, male or female. And as women, sometimes I, I tell you this, if anyone has ever met my mother, my mother you gonna hear you know my mother is at my house before you see my mother <laughs> okay my mom has always been a heavy set woman but I feel like I have something on my lips sorry my mother has always been a heavy set woman but she was loud and everyone in Buffalo knew who my mother was yeah. and so I thought I had to be like my mother, right? So I end up, most of my high school years, I was loud and you can hear me and whatever. I get to college and I realize I'm not loud. Not a loud person, you know? Like I, and I've never been, but what I started realizing who I was, right? Because mm-hmm. if you ever look for me in high school, I'll be in my room reading a book, listening to music. Right? Yep. But I thought I, I was this loud person. But in mm-hmm. reality, my truth of who I am, I am a person that you can find any night in her room, listening to music, reading a book. And if you throw it, if you take it up another notch, drinking a glass of wine. Mm, yes. <laughs> right? But that's what I had to learn. That was my truth. Yeah. And I had to figure out my truth. That I'm an introvert. I cannot talk to people for a lot. And I, I get, I, and I tell everyone this, COVID should have never happened to someone like me. I'm okay. <laughs> With being in the house, I'm okay not being around anyone. You you understand what I'm saying? Right. I'm yeah. People like, oh, I'm miserable. Oh, I can't go. And I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> you know, I've been in the house. You know, so but I say that, and I use that example is as in stepping into your truth of who you are. You know, I stepped into my truth even with travel. I've been traveling my whole life, mm-hmm. and when I realize this is a bit yes i have it as a business but it's a huge passion and it's a passion to show the world who we are not based off of youtube not based off of cnn not based off of rap videos that they saw not based off of movies right because a lot of these countries they see us and they view us through youtube videos you know, movies, and they think that's who we are. 
and we are far more. We are that in a, a bag of chips and more, more, right? Yes. So I love when they meet, you know, when they when I'm in these other countries, especially with my groups, or even when I'm by myself, and they meet us or me, and they're like, by the time we leave, they're like, I thought Black Americans, I thought Black Americans, I thought, like you, I get that all the time. Right. I thought I knew, I thought this is what I thought. Stereotypes. Right? And, and they're mm -hmm. huge stereotypes. And they believe them. And then we come along and they're like, I thought, and I love that. But I also mm -hmm. want to see, I want us to see the world. And get out and, and step outside of what was taught to us, what right. was, you know, in school shown, what was indoctrinated, you know, into us, you know, especially when we go to Africa, everyone, you know, and I love it. Every time we get go over to Africa, everyone's like, but I thought everyone over here was starving for, you know, food and feed a child for, because everyone has this fallacy of that's Africa, because what do you see on the T on TV all the time? Let me tell you, I'm laughing so hard because I have to tell you this quick story. When my ex-husband is Ethiopian and when I first met him and we started dating and he invited me to his aunt's house, he was like, oh, you know, make sure your hands are clean. You know, you're going to be, you know, move your fingers around. And I'm like, why? He's like, because we, we eat with our hands. And I was like, what do you mean you eat with your hands? He was, I was like, what kind of country do you come from? He was like, I'm Ethiopian. I was like, Ethiopian? And I was like, I thought you were Arabian. And I was like, I thought that Ethiopians are supposed to be like really dark and skinny. And he was like, that damn Sally Struthers. Because remember those commercials from yep. back in the day? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh like, my God, that is many, so true. It's so true. Like, even when we, you know, everybody, if you know me, you know how much I love going to Egypt and I love Egypt. And so we mm -hmm. in um, a Yemen restaurant in Egypt. So we're eating and my friend who does everything for me when I'm in Egypt, he eats a lot with his hands, certain things like the breads and everything yep. is with your hands because you're dipping. Mm -hmm. And so we're looking at a table in front of us, right, of men eating. And I'm so nosy because I'm like, what are they eating? Like, what, what are they eating? I need to know. And he didn't know. He's like, I don't know what that is, what they're eating. And he was like, they're not Egyptian. Mm. I said, like, how do you know? Like, we, you didn't talk to them. You don't, how do you know? <laughs> and he said, because they're using their whole hand. Mm. They're using all their fingers. And he just used the Egyptian. Mm. And so now I'm like, every restaurant I go to, when it's time to like, especially when they have their bread is this bread that I love over there that you break it. And it's always, you dip it in certain things or you pick mm. up your meat with it, certain, you know, dishes. And I was like, so he must be Egyptian because right. he did with two fingers. And then I would see, you know, someone do with all, like myself, I was grabbing with all my hands, mm -hmm. you know, dipping and grabbing. And I was like, so crazy, but it is, <laughs> how we get on this topic but I said <laughs> that though, when we first got to Africa everyone was like so everything they said was a lie right you know, like, <laughs> so, like you seeing like Mercedes Benz and all these 
And don't get me wrong, you also can in Egypt, you can you can be driving down the street with in a Merce you can see a Mercedes Benz or Infinity or an Audi. You can see a truck that looked like it was one of the first trucks being ever built from 1920. <laughs> you can see a kid on a donkey, and you can see a, a motorcycle with three people on it. Mm -hmm. All going the same way. Going the same way. Right? <laughs> going the same way. So you're like infinity, <laughs> a car that looked like from 1920, a, a, a donkey, a moped with like three people on it. Like, and but you see this, and everyone was like, So this is not what no is not, but we mm. have these images right. programmed in our head of places even you know china i remember when i was there for over two weeks and i thought really all chinese men were short and little and <laughs> i was like where did it come from mm -hmm. but, i mean i was in parts of china that there's not interracial marriages their right. interracial is a chinese you know chinese and someone from Taiwan or something like, you understand that's their, right. they're all Asian, right? And I'm like, gosh, that whole family of men is tall. And then I was seeing <laughs> more and it, it was really shocking because based off of what I saw on TV, right? you know, based off of that, I thought one thing, like people don't understand that when you go to China, these Chinese women make us, they put us to shame. They mm -hmm. go to parks and heels dressed with full makeup. I'm talking about, I was like, this lady got on heels at the, and I'm and with her, her umbrella because they don't want the sun on them. And she was just a walking with, I was like, girl, I wish <laughs> I would be walking in this park with some heels on. And I mean, she was just a strolling her little heart out. And I would see them going places and they would be geared makeup everything and i was like oh yeah. they got a fashion they fashion sense is mind-boggling right it is but people don't know this right so i like taking and showing people this is what you thought about us and this is what we thought about you look at how we learn and see so now we get to come back and you get to look at a movie, a book, or interview, or whatever it is, and you get to be like, mm, that's not real. That's not how they eat. That's not how they live. That's not what's going on, on there. Mm. And, you know, and you also get to watch a movie and you see a place you like, I walked down that street. I stayed at that hotel. I've been there. And it gives you such joy. And it gives you such, yeah. it, it takes, the book, it takes what you've learned, what you've seen over the years and what people have said, and it gives you a new perspective. Mm. So I love that. Mm, that is so, so good. So many good nuggets there. So now that 2021 is upon us, what are you most looking forward to aside from COVID being gone? COVID is never leaving, <laughs> right? So we have to get ready for a new normal however that looks. I look forward to the end of June, God willing, walking through JFK, going to Africa. Oh, nice. 
that's what I look forward to. I look awesome. forward to traveling and figuring out my new normal in travel and in international travel. How does it look? Even when I'm over in Africa with my mask on, I look forward to figuring out how I'm going to do this, be safe, be aware, and to share with other people, this is what to anticipate. This is how I survived a plane ride this long and so on and so forth. So I look forward to that. I look forward to learning and figuring out my new normal. I look awesome. forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so what has been the most inspiring book that you have read? As I, if I turn my phone, as I can go like this, the book. It's a lot of right. books. <laughs> um, as, as I can show you books. So I'm going to, I, you know, I have to go with this one because it's the first thing that popped in my head. So, and it's always the book I talk about. So it must be it. J California, J California Cooper family. Mm. Um, is a book she wrote about a slave that was sleeping with her master. He went and got married and her and his wife pregnant at the same time had the baby within days of each other. The wow. wife went into postpartum. The slave ended up taking care of the baby. And I'm only going to tell you this part and you got to read the rest. She took the baby. Um, the slave took her baby, the one that she had by her master. She burnt with a cigar, a scar on his hip. And she put the same mark on hers to look like a birthmark. When the mother was well enough and wanted her son back, she gave the mother her son and she kept the other son. Wow. Yeah, that's definitely a must read. You have to read to the and what now I want to know what happened. <laughs> it the the moral of the story is you never know who is your family. Mm. You never we as black Americans who have been sold who were families were sold into slavery. And why you ain't tell me the phone was mine was looking up my nose. Oh, you're fine. Um, <laughs> we never, we were sold so much that who was to say the man you met wasn't from your brother's line. Gotta read that is one of the most powerful stories. And I tell you this, I'm an avid reader. If you saw, I gave away boxes and boxes of books because in my head, I was going to have this house filled with um, a library and mm. I didn't have anywhere to put these books. So I ended up just giving them away and I kept my most treasured ones. Mm -hmm. um, I used to go to Wad. My mother used to take me to Wadden books. Yes, I'm dating myself. And my mother <laughs> used to buy me books every weekend we didn't go mm -hmm. to the library. We got hardback. We wanted hardback. We didn't want paper. First editions, if possible. 
So I was in Walden Books. There was nothing out for me to read. I think I just read all of um, Terry McMillan's book. Books. Okay. So I was desperate for something to read. And this black policewoman in Buffalo came. I was looking and looking. And she hands me Jay California's book. Wow. She's like, you have to read this book. She bought the book for me. I came back the next week. I bought the rest of her books. Wow. So, so I'll definitely be getting the exact name and everything so I can put it on the show notes yes. to remind myself and our readers because I definitely want to grab a copy of that. Yes. So we know that you are a travel agent and I also know that you are an author. Yes. Um, so you have an awesome journal out a travel journal. So we need our listeners to hop on and get connected. So where can our listeners grab a copy of that journal and learn more about you and book some flights? So you can go to ajexcursions.com. Um, it's under the shop. I have a travel journal out, which, and so let me, I, I'm going to say this because a lot of people have been asking, well, what if I don't have any international travels coming up or what if I'm not traveling until next year? It's perfect because you use this book to do your research. Mm. Like I told you, I run a group of 10,000 ladies. So if you're not in my group, you come and join my group and you can go, you can find out my group on the website, right? And you put in my group, who can recommend hotels or a place to stay, place to eat in Georgia, Atlanta, Italy, just wherever you're thinking about. And you literally will get information, right? And right. you put it in your book. You put it in your in your um your journal, right? So now you have hotels or restaurants. So when you're booking and putting your trip together or while you're there, you like, wait a minute, they told me to go eat at Marianne's. They told me to go shopping at AJ excursions. They told me to go shopping at Marianne's store after I eat there. You understand? And you right. already have it in your book, so you already know the address and everything. Don't if it doesn't matter if you stay in the states in America or if you go abroad, right? You still can use your journal. So don't look at it like, well, I'm not traveling yet. You're you're going to, so you can use it also to do your research. And they may say, well, when you get there call Marianne when you in Florida because what? She can right. show you around. So you put her name in there and so you go to that section and be like, oh here's the number. I can call her. I love it. Right? So that's what, awesome. so it's not just for when it, yes it's also when you're gone and Marianne introduced you to Lisa. You put Lisa information in there and you put, I met Lisa in this city and this is where whatever. So if I come to you and be like, wait a minute, you just went to Florida last year or last month to give me some recommendations. You're going to be like, girl, just go get my journal. Cause in my journal, it tells you where to go, who to go talk to, where to go stay. That's for the journal. And then I also wrote a book about 19 lessons from my grandmother. Mm. And there are lessons that I, I used to think everyone was given these lessons, right? But everyone wasn't. And 
Ebony Nicole Smith, you already know her. She, yep. um, when I was talking to her about the book, I had think I only had nine or 10 lessons and she challenged me to come up with 20. And She's I came up with 19, right? <laughs> and after I did the 19 and the book is out, I was driving to Buffalo yesterday, going home, because I'm from Buffalo, New York. And I thought of a lesson that I didn't put in here. That mm. black dolls matter. So it might be a part coming of the out. book. So the you book, do? both of them are out and they're on my website for pre-sale. They pre-sale ends February 15th and they ship out the next, the following week or so. Within 10 days, they will be shipped out. And the journal is paperback, is not thick, is paperback. So you can put in your bag and carry and it's bendable. So if you have your cross body on when you're traveling, it's in your cross body. So you can just hurry up and uh, on your ride, you know, to the excursion or to the airport, grab it and write in it. And the book is also is thin, but it also asks you questions after, you know, after each lesson, you know, just tying in the lesson to something that you learned. Maybe you learned it in a different way. They worded it different and how and why you would share it with someone else because one of the things I learned that a lot of young girls are not being taught these lessons. Right. And I wanted it to remind us that someone came and taught us these lessons and we're not passing them on. Right. So pass them on, discuss them. And even if it's not a young girl, there's older women who also want to learn these lessons. Mm -hmm. Right. So I did awesome. both of those. I have those out. And then I have adult coloring book coming out. Pray for me. And I have a children's book coming out based off the adult coloring book. So mm, those two it. will be coming out April, May, June. Okay. Awesome. Sounds great. So as we get ready to wrap up, a question that I like to end with that I ask all my guests is when you hear fearless living, what does that mean to you? Freedom. Because when you live fearlessly, you tackle your fear and that's freedom baby yes. there's nothing like being afraid and going forth even in your fear mm. i love it. What it is. awesome awesome thank you so so much for spending thank time you. with us thank this you has been amazing me. i appreciate it and i wish you abundance abundance rather in 2021, I wish you nothing but happiness, goodness, joy, love, peace, prosperity, all of that for 2021. I want you to make 2021 what you need it to be and how you need it to be. That's awesome. what I want for you and your listeners. Have a wonderful, amazing year. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, guys, this has been another episode of Fearless Fridays with, Mary, with Marianne. We hope that you truly enjoyed this episode. As always, make sure to subscribe, share, leave a comment. And remember that you are fearless. You are fabulous. You are a priority and you matter. Until next time. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that podcast was beneficial to you. Be sure to click on the subscribe button, leave us a comment and share. We look forward to connecting with you at our website, MarianneRiveraDannert.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page. Remember that you are fearless and fabulous. You are a priority and you matter. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly. The host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary. With our experience, nine businesses in over 25 years, we continue to bear it all and share what we wish we had known. We move past the must-be-nices and start getting real. Come along as we interview small business owners and get the true story. Leave with another tool for the next time you feel alone on this journey. Business ownership leads to unexpected knowledge. What are you an expert at? Tell us at Getting Real with Bossy and subscribe today.